Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined in the studio by Rudimental's very own DJ Locksmith. Big Arsenal fan, mm. good footballer. With yeah. a pedigree, as you saw at Soccer Aid. Good man. Really nice guy, yeah. So uh, we had a bit of a chat with him. We paid our annual visit to Pamploma with Andy Smart. Yeah, uh, Andy, it was a, a, another run for him. You'll find out just how many when you hear the conversation. We had a bit of a chat, didn't we? Yeah, we had a bit of a chat. Yeah, Various sure. matters. Tackled a bit of Wimbledon. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, here it all is. <laughs> Congratulations to uh, Scotland's Gavin Much and Callum Shaw. Well done to them. They are the 2019 World Champion Sheep Shearing Champions. Yeah, and, too uh, many champions. Yeah. It was really, yeah. They beat uh, 34 nations to strip 20 sheep in less than 15 Including the minutes. Aussies, I would imagine. Yeah, and the, probably. And the and Kiwis? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, didn't yeah. say. But uh, we were hoping to speak to them, actually. Well, they'd be, they'd be decent scalps in the yeah. sheep shearing. I mean, if you'd beaten... I don't know. I'm trying to think of areas. That, well, no, but I'm just saying they're the, they're decent scalps. But I'm just trying to think of countries where it Who wouldn't else? it wouldn't feel that impressive. But it doesn't matter. I can't think of any countries that well, wouldn't have, have sheep, sheep that need shearing. Yeah. Well, probably. I shouldn't think there's a lot of sheep in Egypt. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I well, look, let's, let's not even go there. But carry on. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, I've, I've lost the interest in this story. What now. about them? Then? Have you got a gag off the back? Well, of I had, it? but it's what too late it? now. No, it's gone. It too late? It's gone now. It's well, gone. it's not. It's, it's never gone. too late. Andy. Oh, it's always too late. It's now, and it's never too late. <laughs> was it involving Alan? <laughs> it was. Of course, it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not me. It's the other fleece Scotland. Oh, yeah, of course. Exactly. Now, uh, you mentioned the dress code at Wimbledon yesterday, mm. and hats and Pippa's hat. Not, not a horse I've got running this up in the three thirty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on Pippa's hat, lads. Pippa's hat. Yeah. Um, she was ordered to get rid of it because it was a large trilby. Mm. And basically, it, it was blocking people's views. Really? You know. Blimey. A bloke dressed as a baseline, he got in. A bloke is, dressed as a badge? What's a baseline uh, no, outfit? Something like, what it looks like. Dressed as a baseline. Down the bottom there. Oh, yeah. there he is. What a burk. <laughs> <laughs> Walks around like and, that. And meanwhile, the, uh, the bloke who. Do you see the bloke who climbed the shard? He's right opposite here. Yeah, I didn't spot him yesterday no, when no, we came so, in. Well, did it you? was early morning, and oh, it's so okay. dangerous he could have fallen off and landed on Alan. Actually, that would have saved him. Yeah. 
Well, quite possibly, yeah, it would have done, yeah. Now, actually, it could have been really dangerous. I'm surprised that he didn't. There weren't consequences, but oh, okay, go. fair enough. Uh, the two forty-five. You'd throw the book at him, would you? I would personally. You know, if you, it's a dangerous thing to do to climb the shard with yeah. no safety equipment, mm. and he could easily fall off. And all right, that's your choice to fall off. But what about poor some poor somebody? <laughs> yeah, poor, that was that was poor, close. Some yeah. poor person walking by. You know that would be wrong. Right. Okay. I've had a request from Ben, the Spurs fan in Fairham. He said, "Can I hear Andy's <laughs> views on the crazy double D's storyline oh, in Neighbours?" Yeah. Well, it's it's that old classic thing where you know suddenly a twin sister really they they played one, by the same actress played by the same actress. It's a, quite a complicated storyline. I was reading some stuff actually that Toadie said he he feels he's come to the end of the line. With You've got to know a bit about Neighbours yeah. to know Toadie. I'm is, not yeah. surprised. I mean, this storyline is a bit odd, but I, I'm enjoying it. I don't give me anything. You're I'm very forgiving of you. I'm know. very forgiving. You yeah. suspend your disbelief on a regular basis <laughs> with Neighbours, don't you? <laughs> Sorry, Steve, not Steve Ben. Uh, the two forty-five. Who's Steve? I know why I said that. The two forty-five at Pontefract. Oh yeah, is the Steve Evans Chartered Accountant's handicap. Oh. I want Steve Williams doing my books, thanks very much. He managed <laughs> yeah. my football team. Yeah, OK, not a bad idea. Not Obviously not that Steve Evans. Not that I one, no. Not that uncommon a name. A, bl- a bloke wrote to The Sun today, this is a good one, that he said, uh, ex-England player hmm. Annie Aluko should keep her opinions to herself. <laughs> the nation is proud of the England lionesses. She's been paid for her opinion. Yeah, <laughs> she's an ex-footballer with an opinion. That's the way it tends to work, How isn't great it? Is it? She keep it to herself. He'll be storming the um, match of the day <laughs> studios when he's saying, "Oi, <laughs> JJ, Alan, keep your opinions, keep your opinions to, yourself. to yourself." Exactly. Yeah. Nicole Kidman, the actress, not the not plumber. The plumber, yeah. She uses Factor One Hundred. Have you seen this? She has got she alabaster really? skin. Yeah, yeah. She might as well wear a balaclava. <laughs> it's quite. It's quite a lot of <clears> factor. Isn't that heavy? Yeah. I imagine it's it takes it must take about three or four hours to properly rub in as well, mustn't it? A factor, you, f- fifty. You know, you used to put that very high factor on yeah, yeah. the kids when they're babies, and it's quite. And thick, you cover them it? up, but the bits that are the, are the, it's sh- the sun is still on, you'd rub this stuff in. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like goose fat. Take about a week to rub it in. The sun had gone in by the time it, they weren't covered in sort of white cream. So yeah. poor old, uh, I do feel for Nicole. She probably has someone. To, she probably has someone to rub yeah. it. In for yeah, her. Yeah. She has a professional creamer that comes in. <laughs> professional yeah, creamer? Yeah, I would have, I would have thought <laughs> nice. so. That's good. Maybe Keith Urban does it. <laughs> I he probably know. does, actually, yeah. yeah. She's still with him, isn't she? Oh, yeah. She's showbiz. <laughs> she is still Go on, with then, him. yeah, yeah. That's it. Is that you done, are you? Well, that's it for now, yeah. Good, okay. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Pamploma, of course, the running of the balls, and the one man we turn to. Uh, on that, it's just complete. I think earlier on today's sixty-second run. I don't know if he's added to that, or he does more than more one a day. Runs his than age. years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Andy Smart, ball runner, comedy store player, Farnborough fan, friend of the show, author. Um, good afternoon, Andy. Hello. Uh, yeah, we're going. I think we're going to get you in soon. You're. Uh, I did enjoy your book. I've. I've finished it. Hitching time is excellent. It's a great read, and uh, I think we're going to get you in the studio for a, a proper chat. When's it out? Twenty uh, seventh of July. Okay. okay. I presented the mayor of Pamplona with a copy today. Oh, did you? <laughs> That's he, good. He, can't, he, he said, uh, uh, through his secretary, he said, uh, I can't read English. So, I, so she said, I'll read it and I'll tell him what it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's great because obviously Pamplona fe- features in there, doesn't it? Your your uh, early trips there as, as a rookie. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The first, my, yeah, the very first one was 82. That was my first run. Mm. And uh, 60 seconds this morning. It was very quick this morning. It was 2 minutes 11, which is very, very fast. 
So they were you, all, they were, yeah, go on. I was going to say, do you do you have to run for two minutes and eleven? That's quite a long time. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I just, I, I, I ran about five yards today. Uh, <laughs> I, they passed me in the square in front of the town hall. If you, if you go to the RTVE. Uh, website. You can watch the the, the third run, and uh, you'll see me in a bright orange shirt just in front of the town hall. Uh, <laughs> blink and you'll miss me. Blink and you'll miss me. <laughs> and also, they should have a kind of vets run with a very old ball that just sort of has a little meander, and uh, and all you all you six, sixty pluses all kind of wander along, wander along as well. Yeah. Pat it on the head as it goes past you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, or a, yeah, a donkey with some horns on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'd say every year when we speak to you about it, you know, you get a lot more kind of tourists thinking, yeah, that'll be a fun thing to do. And then you see you see the look in their eyes when uh, when you know that they know the ball's been released and it's about to come round the corner. Yeah, there were some young there were some young American lads this morning, and uh, I said, "Is it your first run?" <laughs> you could tell by the, just the way they were shaking, and, I, <laughs> and they they said, "Yeah, yeah, uh, have you done it before?" I went, "Yes, my sixty second." And they just went, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it is an incredible thing. I meant to also ask you about because it was in the paper as well as the normal pictures that we see of the balls running yeah. through the streets and the guys in white trousers and shirts and everything. The San Fermin Festival. Is that connected to Pamplona? Is that as part of it? Because that also weird photos. The bull run, yeah, the bull runs part of San Fermin. So San Fermin is the is the seventh to the fourteenth. That's the the patron saint of Pamplona, and then the bull run is just part of it every morning at eight o'clock. And there was these scenes of people with a sort of like a bull sort of like thrown on top of them. It was really odd. It was quite, yeah. quite thrown weird. on top of them. <laughs> Oh, that's the way, that's that's the end zero after the bull run. What they do is they lie down hmm. in front of the gate, and then they let a young bull in, and the bull jumps over. Well, supposedly jumps over them. It stood on one bloke's back this this morning, and uh, he, was, he had to be carried off. Oh, um, but yeah, I, I, would be, really. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Oh, the, no, I've got it in front of me. Yeah, yeah. It's a good website, the one you've just mentioned. So is this? Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you've now learned you're quite canny with it after sixty sort of two. You're, you you know the best places yeah, to stand or not stand, of course. Yeah, and I know. Yeah, I know when to run, and I know when to to uh, get in a doorway and get out of the way. But uh, yeah, um, although that's not always a, a good thing to do. If it, it depends, if if one of the bulls gets separated, that's when it becomes dangerous. As, as long as they're all moving together, then they tend to just sort of... They just, well, everyone gets out of their way, so they, that's how they can do 900 yards in two minutes, 11 seconds. And that's, they're, they're really shifting. They're doing about 30 miles an hour. Mm. I like the way it starts. The, uh, the referee, he, he fires a rocket into the sky. <laughs> yeah, sensational. I know, yeah, yeah. He fires the rocket, and then he fires another one to let you know that they've all left the pen. So you want, them, you want the two rockets close together. Mm. Uh, so you're, you're actually counting the, the seconds between the two rockets as, as you're sort of jogging into place where you want to start your run from, okay. and then people people run from Estefita or um, there was uh, Gus, my, my mate Gus. He's, he's done 208 runs, but he goes to all the different because there's lots of uh, bull runs all over Spain, and he's, he he goes to uh, about five or six a year. So he's done 208 runs this morning. God. That's mad. I think I've just seen you, actually. Are you near Avunta Miento? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's you in a big sort of yellow, honest. bright yellow shirt. Yeah, I've just seen you there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well done. <laughs> Has he got a glass of red in his hand? 
That's a Guinness. The <laughs> <a> race card. <laughs> yeah, probably has got you. Does it still end? I remember in, reading in your book, it ends with the kind of chief of police, a little ceremony with him. Is that still the but, case? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the the the, the end zero, the little the little balls they let in. Yeah, and he right. he he was very good this morning because he uh, he let one of the, the young bulls in, and then the, uh, it was getting a bit tired, so he he then let a massive steer, one of the biggest steers I've ever seen. And, of course, everyone's watching the little bull and they don't realise this lumbering great ox is coming, bearing down on them from behind. And there were some very, very, very scared people. I mean, the, the ox wouldn't do anything to you, but it's just the size of it. it just You see the, you see people suddenly go, ah! <laughs> it's very interesting because everybody's wearing white. There's a bloke here wearing a, a red shirt with number one on the back and the bull's just caught him. You think, red's the last colour I'd wear in front of a bull. <laughs> is that a fallacy or not? It, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're, they're actually colour blind, so they can't actually see any colour. So it's all it's all black and white to them, and um, they, so they they just go for movement. They've got very mm. poor eyesight. So they're, they're, they're not big fans of snooker. Yeah, <laughs> they don't watch balls. Don't watch a lot of snooker. No, <laughs> what a thing to say. <laughs> Do they? Uh, they're sitting there saying, "Oh, we should have screwed back more on that one." Yeah, not great. Not great positional <laughs> play there by Maguire. Yeah. They're big. They're, Big fans of Humphrey Bogart, though. Yeah. <laughs> the, the pic, yeah you sent out true. some pictures. There was a little um, tweet you sent out earlier on just saying morning, and you, you're standing there. Is that a cu couple of mates of yours? And I see they're in football, yeah, that, football that, shirts. That's yeah, that's Angus. He always runs in the yellow Partick uh, away kit. Right. And, uh, he, that was his 208th run this morning. Wow. So he, that's why I had a picture with him, yeah. He's, Fantastic. Uh, and it, all the shops be... along the side, that can't be good for business, really. Well, they reopen after the run, I would imagine. <laughs> you a lot of trade during well, you wouldn't know, you, It's not a time to go down go down, and do your shopping, is it? Go and get your, go and get your paper and your Mars bar. Just, just, oh, no, the last thing you want to see is a shopping trolley. Yeah. <laughs> and has it become very kind of big and commercialised now? Is it not like, I mean, your first one, you said 82. How much, how different is it now? It's so different, yeah. I mean, in the old days, they used to have a kids' run before the the adult run. Wow! With with for six to thirteen year olds with tiny little six months old bulls, um, and then someone got injured. Well, someone got badly injured, and that's so they stopped that. Um, and then there, there used to be, and there, 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 there's now sort of non-slip uh, paint on all the cobblestones to stop the bulls slipping over, and they've taken out the curbs, and they've taken out. Uh, or a lot, a lot of the street furniture that used to be there, and um, it's just more people. I mean, the, the Sunday's run because it was the first one and it was a Sunday. There was about four or five thousand people in the run, which is, it's, it's getting too many. Really, they're going to yeah. have to start um, turfing a few out. I think because it, uh, it's quite odd in the end, isn't it? They run into a ballroom, what looks like a ball ring, and then they sort of yeah. all disappear down the tunnel, like they know it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. And it's all over in two minutes, 11 seconds. And then you, you have to wait for a whole day for it to happen again. Wow. I'll, I'm coming. I'm, I'm getting the plane back this afternoon. So. Right, so, oh, you're really? not, you're so you've done it and that was it. You're not going again. No, no. I just, I just, I just flew in yesterday, did the run, and then I'm, I'm in Bayonne. Uh, Biarritz Airport now. I'm just about to fly back now. It's a young oh, man's game, incredible. Andy, clearly. It is, it is. I can't do the whole week anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, good to talk to you. We'll, we'll yeah, get you in much, yeah. for a proper chat about the book, which you say was great yeah. fun. 27th of July, it's out. Hitching time, very yeah. good. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get you in for a proper chat, Andy. Lovely, cheers. All the best, cheers. thank you.
Thank you. Andy Smart there on his way back from uh, the running of the balls. And, yes, put, uh, yeah. put in Pamploma Ball Run RTVE and you'll get this website. It's really good. Yeah, if you really want to get an idea of what Andy's talking about, it's probably... Best way. I'd love to see you do, but not necessarily in those pants. Oh, actually, uh, now if you were with us forty-five minutes ago, Andy, uh, he had a pair of underpants on when we did a show once in Russia, and he kept fidgeting. I thought, what's wrong with you? And he said, it's these pants; they're terrible. But rather than burning them, leaving them in the hotel, throwing them away, he brought them back and put them on again today. So he was fidgeting again. It wasn't. So good. you did threaten forty-five minutes ago to uh, during the two o'clock news and sport to. Did you do that? No, I didn't. Okay, I've made that's a, good. a rearrangement. <laughs> that's even worse. That's even worse. Okay. I've made a rearrangement. And is that rearrangement still intact? Well, it seems to be working thus far. <laughs> Just don't move about in the no, chair too much. I think that's I the key. Can. So you can, you can guarantee to all of us here in the gallery yes. and in the studio that you are not currently commando. I'm not currently commando. There we are, breaking news here on Talks. And nor have I ever been. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We've seen changes mm. to the way footballers' testimonials have worked. They used to be a kind of almost like a benefit thing, and uh, and the players uh, in the days when they weren't earning as much from the game uh, used to pocket that yeah, uh, testimonial. Of course, their, they did part of their pension. But um, it's different now. I mean, the players earn a, a lot of money at the top end anyway, and their testimonials at the very top end uh, tend to be money that goes to sort of 
charities of their yeah. choice or local charities. That's a good thing. In cricket, the benefit year, though, has, has continued to be, for the sake of the players, again, at county level, have not made a great deal of money. But that's changing. Again, the Times um, diary, cricket diary, the other day. They said county veterans increasingly rejecting the opportunity to have benefit years, the change in the, the tax regulations and corporate sponsorship uh, regulations. It was meant- tax-free, wasn't it, at one yeah, time? Yeah. yeah, but that's all changed. Um, and qu- obviously quite a lot of pros get more opportunities to play year-round, play abroad. Um, and so there's less need of that kind of benefit year. So, but it mm. wasn't. We went to a few, went to a few testimonial oh, yeah. benefit dinners over the it's years. It's my benefit year next year. Is it your benefit year? We're going to have a golf. You have to have a golf day, don't golf we? Of day, course, yeah. even though none I'm of us play golf, we'll have to have a dinner. <laughs> get a blue comedian in, and you got to have a blue comedian <laughs> yeah, for your dinner. <laughs> and uh, you'll wear those pants. Obviously, we'll auction them off. <laughs> uh, your benefit. Yeah, it's a good idea. Your benefit yeah, year. Yeah. That'll be a laugh. Yeah, have a golf day definitely. And during the break, I've applied to Hounslow Council to do the uh, running of the balls in Chiswick High Road. I can't see that. Now they're running across for it. Hammersmith Bridge. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It'll be yeah. the only thing that will be going across <laughs> exactly. Hammersmith Bridge exactly. at the moment. yeah, yeah. Local news there. And um, Bernie Eccleston says he doesn't believe in democracy, mm. only dictatorship. So you'd never know that from the way he ran Formula One, would you? No, <laughs> really. That's very true. Um, talking that, of the yeah. dictatorship slash democracy, uh, where would the tabloids be without... Um, uh, celebrities, famous people's faces in food. Yes. Um, and the latest one today is actually a very good one. Well done to Matt Gordon, 39, yeah. who was flabbergasted to see the face of the uh, Russian leader, Vladimir Putin. In Bernie a, would in have a, loved that. In a pre-packed steak. <laughs> Perfect for his barbecue. And it was why it was kind of compressed into the kind of plastic. Mm. Did give it a look of Vladimir Putin. It's that it? vacuum ceiling they use on, yeah. on meat. Yeah, so it's but, uh, a, I don't know what the great man himself would say, well, but uh, it probably wouldn't go down well. Think, no, well, I don't know. I think he'd have been quite honoured. <laughs> <laughs> what, to look like some vacuum-sealed steak? <laughs> Is that what you aspire to? I do, really. We'll get yeah. you modelled in vacuum-sealed steak for your, <laughs> um, for your benefit year. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um... What else have we got? Oh, yeah, this my final recipient of a life ban from men's football. OK, goes can't watch to, any men's football. Goes yet. to Alison in Liverpool, which is very unfortunate, actually, because, I mean, you know, she won't be able to watch Jurgen Klopp's boys or uh, Marco Silva's team, and being whichever one she supports. Great and shame. She said, thought the world, Women's World Cup was pretty decent. Miles better than watching blokes falling over all the time with broken fingernails yeah. and fractured hairstyles. I don't know what that is, but you're banned, Alison, from men's <laughs> Sorry football. Sorry about that, Alison. Forever watched more. Alex Morgan recently. Recently, <laughs> yeah. blimey, yeah. Did and she have some sort of inner ear problem going on there? <laughs> so. Oh, there was a corker, wasn't there? The one that she really threw herself to That's the ground. Wrapping around the, the yeah. leg, round. Yeah. That, that was, they, she they should like be a one. pickpocket in Barcelona <laughs> to be able to wrap your leg around someone like that. That's a you know that's it's, it's that's good. a real uh, underworld skill. I'm not suggesting, of course, she should do that. She doesn't need to. <laughs> she doesn't need to. No. Well, especially if they get equal pay. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> well, either way, let's <laughs> not qualify whether she becomes a pickpocket. <laughs> In Barcelona, she doesn't need to qualify. She doesn't need to become a pickpocket. She doesn't need to. She shouldn't do it. It's it's a crime, basically. And it's a crime. It's criminal. Yeah, keep going. Good. Uh, Boris Becker is selling off uh, career memorabilia to pay off some of his debt. I think it's really sad. This. I mean, not. I mean, it's being valued at more than two hundred grand, and that's great. But there's something about they're his. You know, I, I feel. What would be the point, even if I had the money, and I know you're helping him, so therefore he wants you to buy it. Hmm. But on the other hand, something hollow is there about owning like a Wimbledon trophy. And you you think, could always carry it around with you and say you won it. <laughs> well, you can't say you, that's the whole point. You can't say you've won it. Why not? 
Well, because you haven't. He said, Boris. Well, you can sow it you like. You can just lie through <laughs> your teeth. <laughs> people who say, you never won Wimbledon. Well, I say, well, I wear Fred uh, Berry's. But well, unless they've got access to Wikipedia or anything, you can say what you like. They'll say, you won Wimbledon. Yeah, you must remember <laughs> yeah. uh, Andy Jacobs. No, Look it up. Wimbledon. What year did you win it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think it's right. Okay. Actually, talking of tennis, yeah. uh, John, have you got that piece? John not paying any attention to me. But, oh, we uh, haven't got time to play it later. Oh, we're going to play it we'll later. We'll have to play okay. it later, I think. Yeah, this is John 13 Newcomb. quid I paid for that. 13, and he spent 13 quid on a John Newcomb album. We've used about 30 <laughs> seconds of it. So it's really bothering him now. How much did those pants cost? <laughs> oh, but no, no, they're Primark. Oh, okay. oh, really? There comes a point where your underwear. Yeah. Well, you've got to be spending more than £2.50. I'm, I'm a big fan of Primark's underwear in general. Okay, well, I'm sure it's a great... I, mean, I, I would have said it was a great advert, except you haven't kept still all day. <laughs> John says that we've now got time for it, oh, Okay, we? then, let's play it, shall we? Mm. Uh, go on, then. So, this is John Newcomb, the, the man who did yeah. win Wimbledon, wouldn't need to carry around Boris Becker's trophy. He actually won it, didn't <laughs> That's he? That's true. And uh, well, this, he didn't just win Wimbledon, he won quite a lot of stuff. Here it is. We are presenting an album, Tennis with John Newcomb, that is filled with clear, common-sense advice and positive instruction by one bit? of the world's all-time great tennis time. players. Okay. Three times Wimbledon champion, wow. twice U.S. champion, yeah. yep. once Australian champion, mm -hmm. a Davis Cup champion, yep. six times Wimbledon doubles champion, cool. three times U.S. Open doubles, mm. four times Australian doubles, yeah. and the winner of the World Championship of Tennis for 1974, yeah. Mr. John Newcomb. I never, never existed. Never, 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 never one. Final one. Okay, what's, a, he, what's he telling us about? Well, the this is a sort of extra intro into John's first piece. Okay. On this album, Mr. Newcomb will answer questions and give instructional advice John, dealing with every me. aspect of tennis that interests every player, whether you are a beginner or an advanced player. Mr. Newcomb will delve into <laughs> such topics as selecting your tennis equipment, pregame warm-up, the yeah. service, the volley, footwork, court strategy winning tactics and the various conditions to improve your game and make you a winning player. Mm. And now, Mr. John Newcomb. John, let's start off with selecting the proper tennis equipment. First, the racket. Metal or wood? What are the advantages of both types? I feel that with a wooden racket, you have to use a lot more shoulder in your shots. They never met. I'm guaranteed they never he met. He doesn't ever met. No, it sounds understand. very different, doesn't it? <laughs> it's completely different. John's phoned in, isn't he? John, He's phoned yeah. in his own album. <laughs> the, uh, also, how long was the extension lead? You're on a tennis court trying to get tips, and it's on an album. <laughs> yeah, and a disc. What if it's it started gramophone on? Yeah. No, it would be disastrous. He's anyway. Not, he's not thought it through, John, at all. <laughs> uh, we'll play a bit more of that before the end of Wimbledon. Okay. And he gets his money's worth. Absolutely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There's a million other people here tonight That's at Rudimental and Stand By, the official song of the Cricket World Cup. And from Rudimental, uh, DJ Locksmith joins us. Locksmith, good to see you. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Are you, are you, I mean, a big football fan, you know, but are you a cricket fan? You know what? I'm not. I don't know the rules. I don't know much about it. Really? I remember I was in Australia once and we got the privilege of watching some cricket. I couldn't tell you who I was watching. I think it was 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's just basically... They the just, big bash. Yeah, they just... Bash it out of the park, <laughs> bash it as hard as they can. Yeah, that lovely, was fun. Lovely to have the official song, though, isn't it? Of a big sporting event. No, big definitely, event definitely. Like yeah, it was good. We also opened it up uh, just outside Buckingham Palaces. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, was a lot. Brilliant. Of fun. 
Now, we, we last saw you uh, in your football boots at, at Soccerade and uh, tucking away your pen rather nicely. <laughs> so you... You, you, yeah, you were solid, though. You played well there. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. No, yeah, yeah it, was a, it was an amazing experience, a surreal moment, you know. I kept saying to uh, Kem, who was also on our team, that, mate, this is unbelievable, especially <laughs> after it. I'm on the bus with uh, Roberto Carlos in front of me, <laughs> Eric Cantona on my right, you know, <laughs> and they're taking the mick out of me. And I'm just like, wow. Wow, surreal moments. Yeah. No, it was really good, really good. Are you, uh, are you? So, what sort of level did you play at then when you were younger? When I was younger, real younger, uh, I was in academy, uh, Arsenal. Oh, wow. Up until about fifteen, um, didn't quite make the mustard. So. Did any boys train on and, and play first team that were with you at that stage? Yeah, you got Bradley Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, Kazim Richardson, who I feel I think he's playing in Mexico now. He Last was in Turkey, wasn't he? He, he was, was in Turkey, Turkey Colin, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's done a lot of travel. Yeah, so, he? yeah, there was a couple of boys that made it, like, to the first team. And then after that, it was just like, I should have st- stuck with it and had a bit more perseverance, but I just dropped straight into semi-professional football. Right. And, you know, the rest of the rudimental, rudimental boys as well, they, they love their football. We play semi-professional football whilst working in a school and making music at the same time before... You know, music blew up for us. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you train like mad for soccer? Because eh? I imagine you're you're on show, really. I mean, you used to be on show, but I mean, yeah. in front of all those people and millions watching. To be fair, I train quite mad anyway. You okay. know, I'm up like because of my schedule. I kind of try and go hard at everything. So five a.m. I'm up in the morning and I'm training as hard as I possibly can. Right. And uh, yeah, and then a bit of golf by the afternoon, and and then off to off to work. Yes, yeah. so that's, 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 that's my routine. So, so yeah. rudimental would have a pretty decent five-a-side team. You know, end of these five-a-side or soccer sixes and stuff, you must you must do rather well, don't you? We win them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to not to be cocky, but we do pretty well. Who makes up the numbers? Are it sort of any of the other musos you work with, or kind of road crew? You got some you got some good boys in the organisation. Yeah, you know what? We have some decent footballers. Like I said, us uh, us. Four, you know, we used to play semi-professional football, mm. so you got us, we make up the bulk of the team. Yeah. And then you've got the likes of our saxophone player, who's half decent as well. Wow. Do you so, yeah. pick on football ability when you're, when you're putting a band together? At all? <laughs> <laughs> we, it would look like we do. Uh, Isn't there? It's all very well playing the sax, but let's have some keepy up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Don't take the mick, you're not getting in unless. <laughs> no, definitely. So when did kind of music take over then? What was, when did you realise you'd kind of, Cross that stage, you know, football was taking the back seat. Well, it's kind of a mad story. I was I was a learning mentor at the time, mm. um, and I was studying to become a PE teacher at the same time. And I kind of said to myself, you know what, I need to go university, get this done. My little ones on the way. Yeah, I need a I need a proper job that's going to have a career. Mm. Not saying that learning mentor wasn't, but it yeah. just didn't have no progression. So yeah. I went to become a PE teacher, and it was literally the day I quit my job. I had probably about 200 quid in the bank and the rest of the boys came up to me and said you know that song that we did a couple of years ago well we've managed to get it signed and then a couple of weeks later you know I had a bit of money in my pocket and I was That's able amazing. to wow, pursue wait. this as a career so yeah it was uh, it was probably about eight nine years ago maybe yeah yeah that happened I mean a pretty energetic band on stage and no. you, you do a lot of work so I mean you have to keep fit don't you probably was... as fit as you would have done <laughs> definitely definitely I do like if you look at last week for example from Tuesday we was in Croatia mm. uh, Ibiza Poland Czech Republic and then finished off in Budapest wow, wow. and that was just last nice week places though, to go. yeah lovely places to go but I don't see none of them <laughs> I see the airports <laughs> yeah. I see the hotels and if I get a chance 
get a bit of training in as well. So yeah, it's very difficult, very very difficult. We we kind of we grew up in a very similar area in the kind of we just we subsequently discovered the kind of cusp of North and East London. Yeah. You kind of effectively where we are, you have two choices. You're Ars- you generally Arsenal or Spurs, aren't you? You could have yeah, every distance. You're always Arsenal, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I, I, well I, I'd, I, unless you got I, knocked on the head as a baby. I went, you know? I went Spurs. <laughs> of, of, yeah, actually, I've said before, my first ever kit my mum bought was uh, was a an Arsenal kit. She yeah. didn't know any better. <laughs> so uh, I'd say it's child cruelty when I look back now. But I, 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 I moved from the dark side and now uh, I go to Spurs. But yeah, that, how that, happy he is. How yeah, happy he is. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's taken me all this time <laughs> to lord it. I mean, it may only be a momentary thing, a, a, a passing thing, but it's, uh, it, yeah, it's been an interesting time. I'd no, say. it definitely has been an interesting time. Uh, power shift hasn't happened you know, <laughs> no, I, no I, I kind of agree with you there I yeah. mean you know it's not it's not like we kind of don't rock up at, at the Emirates and wipe the floor with you as we saw but last I tell season. you what it was squeaky bum time for me at Champions League final yeah. I was like well up until the first minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I know totally and then you relax oh yeah. mate it was so yeah. funny because it's like when you was in the semi-final and you won that yeah last minute business I just <laughs> I literally just trashed my whole house <laughs> I literally just trashed it all I just couldn't believe it effing and blinding all over the gap but fair play to you guys you know you know you know did what I can say this now. European finals are a joy for any fan. No, definitely, they? exactly. Well, he's, yeah. he's a Chelsea League. fan. He loved this year's Europa yeah, League final. Exactly. <laughs> Talk about that. Soccer, soccer aid, I had to play on Chelsea's ground. Oh, oh yeah. I'm yeah. just like you know, trying to rub this in on me. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, what, European finals, really good one for English football, especially you know, mm. to have like all UK, all English. Yeah. UK final was amazing. So, so yeah. why, why was it? Why was it Arsenal? Was it kind of mates or family that kind of got you into it? <laughs> it definitely was family. My dad was a Tottenham fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, me and my dad didn't really get along. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it was an act of rebellion, was yeah, it? I think it was that, and I'm, I'm so happy for that rebellious moment. You know, <laughs> if there's anything I can thank him for, I'm going to thank him <laughs> yeah. for that. But um, yeah, and I became an Arsenal fan, and like I said, when I was younger, I can't say I wore a shirt, but. I was in the youth system for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, was that when they were, they were kind of based at... Where, were the, where was the we training? Was, was that over at... Yes, oh, okay. Highbury, yeah. it, where, and we, we had the AstroTurf underneath. It was a big yeah. setup at Walthamstow, wasn't it? Obviously yeah, that was, track, uh, was... that was literally just being built. There was one pitch right. at a time over there, if I remember right. What rightly. did you make of uh, Arch Arsenal fan Piers Morgan reaction to their win? <laughs> penalty shootout to win. our win yeah because yeah, I was on his side oh you were on his side yeah sorry was he in the, I was trying to work that out was he in the England side yeah, yeah as was right. I yeah but, no, I knew you, know, you yeah. were I wasn't sure whether he was okay. no um, it's one of those he plays up to the camera too he's a stereotype if yeah, you like. yeah, yeah but uh, yeah I, I loved every minute of it like Piers Morgan doing his thing was a part yeah, was of the whole moment funny. you know you, you got to remember we did it not only for the football uh, it was for a special cause and we sure. managed to raise some serious money as well so yeah it was amazing it was oh, yeah. for children around the world not, not having the right to play football that just sounds crazy when you think about it you know I've got a nine year old to think that he wouldn't be able to play football if he was in a different country or in a, a really poverty stricken country that's just, mm. it's just mind boggling and uh, to not only play with some serious stars footballing stars especially you get to raise money for such a great cause. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, you, you played you played to a good standard and, and was at a, pro, a Premier League club as a kid. Mm-hmm. But when you play with the top guys, do you when you're out there on the pitch, do you, do you notice the difference? Do you notice? Oh yeah, little, you definitely notice the difference. What are the, the things? What what makes the difference of the, the very top guys? Even in even though they're kind of they're finished playing. 
I just think it's the consistency to do simple things, you mm. know, like just little things, just passing well, moving well, always yeah. moving. It's a kind of yeah. S- uh, uh, they just do it yeah. automatically. You've you got Roberto Carlos doing a scorpion. Yeah, yeah, you see that, right? <laughs> and I think the most enjoyable moments of sort of like soccer aid was the training side of it mm. because I remember when I was younger and Robert Perez came in and he gave us a talk. You know, he gave like the kids a talk, and um, I must have been about five years ago to this day. Um, I was in Milan, we were doing a show out there, and he was there, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I said, do you remember? He's like, I know your face. I was like, yeah, you used to give us a talk when we was in school, like, wow. back in the day. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we kept in contact ever since then. And then when we were at Soccer A training, because he knew I had a bit, a bit of past history of playing football, every pass that I did wrong, he would just give me that father look. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? So, yeah, it was just, you just learn that even though they're retired, Mm -hmm. their competitiveness doesn't disappear. Yeah, yeah. And it's just just a beautiful thing to just be amongst that all the time. And I always thought if I did have an opportunity to play first-team football with these mega stars, you'd just learn so much. Yeah. Because on on the couple days that we trained with them, and I just saw the way he moved, the way if something went wrong, he just got on with it. Mm. Just little things, you know. You're never going to be as technically as great as these guys, but you can learn some other stuff, which is amazing. So what are you and the band up to at the moment? Oh, touring, touring, touring. Mm. More touring. You know, we're just uh, we're releasing an EP that's going to have sort of like four or five tracks over the summer that we're going to be releasing. Um, we've released one, which we've done with the Martinez Brothers. These guys are some, like, really, really mad house heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be good for Ibiza. Good IB for vibe. We've got IB for residency at IB for rocks this year, which should be really good. That's every Thursday. So we did our first one last week, and uh, I can honestly say I didn't manage to train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to get back into that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think that's the hardest thing about actually trying to keep fit and trying to train is the fact that your schedule doesn't kind of allow you the time, yeah, and yeah, sometimes yeah. even the facilities. I did a I did a video on Instagram the other day about me training on a tour bus, you know, because you're literally moving from place to place in the middle of nowhere sometimes. Yeah. And you've got to kind of improvise. You can bring out your tour bus fitness DVD. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's not a bad shot. You for, for other musicians. In fact, I don't even think it was your idea. I think it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll clip this. I'm, I'm looking, I'm no, I'm no more than 10%. I'm willing to accept just, yeah, the tour bus workout. <laughs> I love that. It's a great idea. idea. Yeah, it is. It's a great idea. idea. Well, good to see you, Lux. Thank oh, you very much nice for one. coming Thanks in. Thanks for having us in. And uh, I hope you have a fantastic season next year at the Arsenal. I can I just say a message? Why haven't these pro clubs come in for me yet? What's yeah, going on? It's true. He's issuing a come and get me. <laughs> come and get me. I'm ready. I'm ready to take a yeah. year out of rudimental for this. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, good to see all the best. Thanks nice one. Cheers, man. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. We return tomorrow. Mark Butcher, the former England batsman, is now a very successful musician, good guitar player, composer. He's got a new album out. We'll play some of that. Talk a bit of cricket more with Butch tomorrow. And John Colshaw, who's been in a couple of times before. And uh, some of those impressions are sensational. He'll normally do a bit of a turn for us. He's not precious. Uh, And so uh, John's in the studio as well. So thanks for downloading us. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. 
so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.